Hey, what's up everyone? Happy Friday. Hope you've all had a great week and that you've got a good weekend coming up. Uh, just still here at Bears Ears National Monument and Craig just took off. He's got to head back to Gunnison to work this weekend. So we sat down this morning after breakfast and recorded a podcast and wanted to get this out to you. Uh, we did this on the tailgate of Craig's truck and it was real nice just to kind of do it truck camping style. The weather is just beautiful out here right now. And so uh, what I wanted to do was I wanted to ask Craig a lot of questions about his experience this past winter where he was in the off-grid ranch that was 5.5 miles back in uh, past it, all, all of the closed gates. So he had to snowmobile into this um, off-grid ranch and it was completely self-contained and he got snowed in a bunch and all that stuff. So I, I wanted to ask him about not, not only the physical toll, but also the emotional toll. And that's what we talk about today. So thanks for tuning in and let's go ahead and dive into this podcast. you're in the shade and you got a little breeze it's comfortable i mean I, yeah. I don't know it's not but yeah you're right it's gonna be it's gonna be freaking africa hot today yeah it's supposed to be up to 85 is the real temp and then the the feeling of it is i think is up around 90 like right. the heat index yeah and then it's then the evening time it's not supposed to get cool off until after like 1 1 a.m really yeah so that's uh-huh. why i'm thinking either head up to the bearsers buttes you know and go up high uh-huh or uh Maybe head into town and get some more batteries for the fan. So they've got the rechargeable ones, but for whatever reason, they don't they don't hold their power. Right. And the the ones that I buy from the store, granted, they're ten bucks for two of them, but it'll last for like five nights. Yeah. You know, and it's worth it. Well, I have that. Um, I mean, normally when I'm traveling and and I know I'm going to be in hot, humid areas, hot or humid areas, I have like I have one of those mini tornadoes. Mm. And since I have my deep cycle battery in the oh, truck, dude, you, it's like dude, a tornado I, inside dude, your truck. I, yeah, I freaking aim that stuff right up the uh, the Netherlands, and uh, <laughs> I'm feeling I'm feeling real good, real good. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's it's interesting. I keep on going back and forth. You know, you've got all your little external batteries and what have you, and and I think I think my battery's getting a little bit tired, you know, because it's a few years old at this point. And um, so, on the back of my mind, I'm thinking, you know, well, do I just replace it with another lead acid deep cycle battery, or do I do something different? And you know, I'm definitely intrigued by. There just seems to be like every day, every month, a new advancement of. Here's a new standalone battery power system, um, but I don't like. And, and and the solar is getting a lot cleaner too. Right. The, the the way that it charges things up is a lot faster than it used to be. Right. But I, I think I think what ultimately what I'll do is I'll put in probably a better quality deep cycle um, battery mm-hmm. um, in the same location that I've got the Walmart one that I bought a few years ago. Oh, okay. So I'll get like one of those like AGM 35s, like or, the real high dollar one. Yeah. And then, and then what I'll do, I, I like how you have that, that dedicated solar panel on top of your truck mm-hmm. and I can, I can wire that to my vehicle, the, the deep cycle battery. So not only do I get power when the engine's running and the alternator is charging it, but if I'm parked 
then you have the solar mm-hmm. um, that's charging it. So I, mean, I think I think ultimately I'm going to keep it that. But I do think having whether it's the BioLite little, um, you know, that that little, I, I forget how many um, amp hours it gives you, or many milliamp hours. Or yeah, I, I don't it's know what like it is, but it's like um, those are good to have. I think it's it's twenty watt, it's twenty watt hours of power, and I can't remember how many microamps. Okay, it's like it's like over twelve thousand. Okay, so the thing about it Handy. is, it, yeah, the thing about that is, it's great for I can charge up my iPhone um, <laughs> almost twice with it. No, about about a time and a half. Right. And then GPS, no problem. Other things like my camera, no problem. So it's nice to have that just 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 to be there. And it's like it's kind of its own thing. I don't have to touch it. You know, it just does. It face here. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, you're yeah. back, aren't you, babe? She's back. Um, but it's nice. But the one thing that you know, the one drawback to all that solar, and the the huge advantage that you have with the secondary batteries, be able to jump your engine again. Oh yeah. And no, and I I, mean, I I used it once and. That yeah. probably paid for it actually so that that isolator the brand of isolator that i got it it was i want to say between 60 and 70 bucks mm-hmm. and you compare that to a stripped down isolator that's about 30 bucks so i it already paid for itself just mm-hmm. in that one jump that i needed i mean oh, that yeah. was 30 bucks so you know i was able to jump myself and yeah. Bippity boppity boop. Yeah, if you get those backcountry recovery services coming to out to help you, even if it's just a jump, it's it's expensive. Right. Yeah. 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 And I don't. I mean, I. I th- yeah. It's it's. Yeah. Well, I'm and then and on top of it too, just just the ability to run bigger stuff. Like you know, I'm running I'm running a fan, but it's battery operated, so I've got to get batteries. Like you can plug in your Vornado, dude, it's and so just go good. to town, and you then and then other stuff too. All over your yeah, your junk, and yeah. it just feels good. <laughs> well, and then and then like you know, for I'll get to camp and I'll have forgotten to, to charge my computer throughout the day or whatever, you know? And it'd be nice to have an actual uh, plug to actually plug into as opposed to that. I mean, I've got my inverter I can run, but that's only if my vehicle's running or if I right. just got the engine turned on, but it's not actually running, then that just drains the battery. Yeah. So that's kind of inconvenient. So I think that there's 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 definitely benefits to both, and there's drawbacks to both. Yeah. You know, solar sucks when it's cloudy. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? If it's monsoon yeah. season, you're sitting around with no power. That's that's a bad position to be in. Yeah. I mean, I'm 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 good to go though. I like all the wirings in place. I have the inverter. I like I. It, it just don't make sense to, yeah. um, you know, when I'm ready to swap out that battery, to just keep that system and um, well, maybe I, just improve the battery. Yeah, and I think that also when when you have that option of okay, I I don't have to drive every day to keep things topped off. Then if you want to stay in a spot, if you go to an area and it and you're like, wow, this is a lot cooler than I thought it is. Thought it would be. Then you get you can get there and you can hang for a couple of days, yeah. and you don't you don't ever have to start your vehicle. And uh, I think just having that flexibility that's what I'm that's what I'm noticing with my truck now is like I'm thinking of it more as an actual home right. as opposed to just like I'm just doing this for fun. Like I'm actually looking at like this is it. You know, right. This is my current predicament and this is what I'm doing long term. And uh, once you start thinking like that, you think about those convenience things of like okay, I, I actually want to have both. I want to have the solar and I want to have the one that the, the the option to charge it off the engine when it's running, because why not? I, I mean, uh, you have all those options and it frees up things. And um, I think the, the harvesting of the energy is so important back here. And it is. I mean, it, it actually it reminds me of you know the off grid monastery and whatnot. The fact that you have so you have solar <laughs> that hits the batteries, but then you also have your backed up diesel generator. And so, in a lot of ways, 
when when you adopt that mindset of like this is my home you want mon- multiple sources of energy yep. and you need multiple sources of energy you want that rud- redundancy mm-hmm. um so yeah you rely on one system and that system fails and you're, you're just dead in the water right uh, yeah 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 uh, hell of a trip here though yeah, yeah. uh dude look at this view right now that we have looking towards those mountains i know the scenery out here is amazing, man. And like the stuff that we've been to, the ruins that we've been to, and everything over the past few days, it's just it blows your mind. It, like the one we were out yesterday talking about the effort to get all those resources up there. How in the world did they do that? I know that was crazy on that huge. And there's land no way that I could build a brick wall like that. Like no. that's talent, you know. There's, <laughs> yeah. there's actually like, I you know, my I get about three stones high and then it fall over. I yeah, and I'd just be like, fuck this. Yeah, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going down to the river to go hang in the pools. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, it's just no, amazing. It's amazing really. out here. I, I I do hope that the the rain those rainstorms do hit on Tuesday, so I can go experience some of those ruins when the Heck when yeah. those flood washes or those uh, spillways are gone. Because uh, that'd be impressive, man. You yeah. see like a huge waterfall going off those things and I just know. dumping like crazy with some thunder going on. And you're back in one of those caves. No, that that really would be amazing to experience. Yeah, yeah. make sure you get lots of audio and video. Oh yeah, on, on that. That'll be crazy, man. That'll be so much fun. Hopefully, it, you know, it could be like an all afternoon thing, and <clears throat> if I time it right, and if it's kind of looking like sketchy weather all day, people won't be back in there, so I'll have it all to myself. Right, which would be nice. Yeah, <clears throat> probably <clears throat> do it on like a Monday or a Tuesday. Or, well, I guess it's Tuesdays when the rain's coming, so that's perfect. Strut around naked, you know. <laughs> yeah, it takes some take some body paint. Yeah, get my face all painted up and scare the shit out of people when they come Absolutely. in. Absolutely. Like we got a guy on drugs in the in the, in the ruins. <laughs> nah, it's just Brian. <laughs> yeah, he's just crazy. That's <laughs> how he rolls. Yeah. Hey, but you know, speaking about your, you had mentioned the off grid monastery just a few minutes ago. I was curious to talk to you. I wanted to I wanted to talk to you a little bit more in depth about your experience out there because that's that is a that is a wild, pretty epic and also dangerous thing that you did all winter to be out there in Colorado. I mean, this is what the the worst the most snow they've had on record for 50 years if not more yeah and uh it's definitely a, a, a gnarly winter that's for sure yeah and you just so the just so the people know they're listening like craig would your, your snowmobile was a minimum of three miles right Each no way. it was actually I, I i did it i used the gaia app uh-huh. um which we can talk about at another point but i i tracked it out it was five five and a half miles one way oh my gosh yeah. dude, you were doing that in what you had some days where the the, the wind chill was negative 30 yeah yeah and, and you were out there on that stuff i mean that's like on, that, uh, yeah not, that's like, not including that's like, the wind from being on the snowmobile oh God. <laughs> dude, that's like that's like luke skywalker and uh you know empire strikes back training i, mean, I would that's wild i would have enjoyed cutting open <laughs> a recently dead animal and <laughs> inserting myself in there to stay warm that would have been good were there were there ever any moments when you're out there where you thought Okay, if, if something happens, I'm done. Like, I mean, was was there was there ever the fatality fear that kicks in sometimes when you're back in the backcountry and and you realize the situation is pretty? Nah, like, it wasn't. You know, there there wasn't that fatal thought, um, but there were definitely moments where I I just you know ran up against that I'm fucked wall and. Um, you know, I always knew come like if it came down to it, I could walk out. You know, so if you you've got assuming that you're not injured, right? Assuming <laughs> you're not injured yeah. and and all of that stuff. You know, you, you could always 
you know, I, I, I did get into the practice of bringing snowshoes with me. Wow, that's good. So. Because like um, walking in, in unpacked snow uh, is, the, is the most frustrating thing on the planet. You feel like you can't, you feel like you're uncoordinated and you can't even walk. You're going like less than half a mile an hour. Uh-huh. It's, it's, it's really bad. And you're really expending bad. energy like you're running at six or seven miles an hour. Yeah, even, even more. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I always knew in the back of my mind if I ran into problems, I could, I could get out and I could get safe. Um, I knew it would be a pain in the ass, but oh. I, I knew I could get out. But it, it was, you know, I just, it, the, the experience on a whole was really transformational because it, it, I didn't, I didn't go to that location knowing what I was going to do, you know? So, yeah. No, you you went in there thinking that you, it'd be kind of, you'd come and go a little bit. Yeah, I didn't, I did I just didn't know. I just didn't know how, how gnarly it was going to get. And, and on top of that, I thought that I was going to have a roommate, you know, for, for the majority of the time. And so what, you know, what ended up happening was, you know, Mark was just doing his Mark thing. And, and, you know, I'd, he'd show up one day and be like, all right, I'm going to take, take off for Tortola for, a, you know, the British Virgin Islands for a month. Or I'm going to go out to Maryland and build my parents a new bathroom for two months. And so I didn't, you know, going, going into that experience, I expected to have a roommate and expected to have someone to coordinate with and show me the ropes and what have you. Yeah. But what ended up happening was, you know, I was just, you know, I'm, I, my mindset is like always like, Oh, I'm easy going. I'll just figure it out. You know, like, okay. Like I wasn't expecting you to leave for two months, but, um, I'll figure it out. And then you know, as the days progress and the temperatures drop and the um, the snow accumulated and Rue got, you know, he turned blind and, um, and then I got that job, you know, things just started to add on to the experience that were extremely challenging that I didn't, I, I didn't go out there to conquer the challenges that I ended up conquering. And it's, it, I was thinking about it, you know, it's, it's kind of analogous to what lifestyle we pursue in our trucks and getting out there where we, we didn't know the individual micro challenges and all of that, that we experience out here, whether it's weather or, um, you know, mental toughness or finding water or whatever it might be. But, Nevertheless, we confront those challenges and are often pushed up against the limit. And then we get to the other side of it and and there's just a tremendous sense of satisfaction and growth that you get from it. So mm-hmm. that's really, I mean, I, I don't think I've ever been pushed to the limit to the extent that I have been this past winter yeah. where the 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 accumulation of snow getting stuck and capsizing in the snowmobile over and over again you know i tried to get rue out i put him in a little bag and this was in the middle of a huge snowstorm and i couldn't see anything and i kept on going off the path and i've got my dog and i'm capsizing the snowmobile and then, then what I have to do is let Rue walk around on his own because he's blind and he's not like sticking near me while I'm trying to right the sled up and I'm oh, doing that man. over and over and over again. And I, it's just like, 
And did he could fall in that snow and then you just yeah, wouldn't see him. Yeah, and just like, and, and those were times where I, my concern was like, crap, am I going to capsize the snowmobile while Rue is in my lap and like break his neck because I fall off or the snowmobile falls on top of us. Mm. Like I definitely had that concern. And so there were numerous times when I reached my limit and I was like, you know, uncle, like I'm tap out, like I'm done, I'm done, but I had to keep on going. Yeah. And like it, it sounds corny and all that, but like ultimately, you know, when I got through those things, like it was a spiritual experience to be able to push myself further than I thought I could go and continue when I didn't want to continue anymore. Mm-hmm. And get out on the other side and you just kind of like not in an egotistical way because it's like on my own. I couldn't have done that. Like, but you look backwards, you're like, holy shit, I did that. Like, mm-hmm. I cannot believe I came out on the other side of that. Yeah. So. Imagine the confidence you get from that is probably tremendous. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's not even like a self-confidence ego thing. It's like, it's almost like, yeah, it sounds cheesy, but there's almost like I can, I can do more than I think I can do. Yeah. You know, yep. and I'm totally like someone's got something's got my back, mm-hmm. and and, you, you know, and and you're more capable than you gave yourself credit exactly, for. Exactly, yeah. exactly, and that's I I think that that's that's analogous to a lot of the experience we have out here, where we're just like driving around, we don't know where the hell we are, you know, we don't know where a safe place to stay is, mm-hmm. you know, we don't know what we're gonna do, but somehow we find a way, you know, in these vehicles. And and I just had that extreme experience while I was up at the monastery and, and just, mm-hmm. you know, got like, I just, and there was a lot of those challenges were brought, were laid before me out of ignorance, you know, like <laughs> had I known what I was going into, like, I don't know whether I would have like, Oh yeah, sign me up for that. Yeah. 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 But totally. It's just yeah, because, like, cause like, you know, I, I originally went there thinking like, Oh, I'll like winter camp a little bit and kind of hang out in the area. And then in November, I, re- I realized how butt ass cold it was in November. I'm thinking like, dude, February is going to suck. And then, and then I started realizing, I'm thinking like, okay, it sounds like Mark's going to take off. I don't, I don't trust Craig. Craig doesn't like, know what he did. Well, I was like, I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing with these systems. I'm like, I'm not going to get stuck out here. And then, I, and then I started thinking, I'm like, if the snow stacks up, how am I going to get to and from? I was like, this is going to become way too cumbersome. But you made it work, and that's I, that's that's what I was impressed because you you'd have days where you'd post online, you'd be like, I'm done with this crap, and the snowmobile would be stuck somewhere, and you'd have to walk to your car, yeah. to, so so you could go into town for work, and it just makes like. The simple process of commuting that m- most everyone just doesn't even think it, give a second thought to. For you, your commute was actually life threatening. Yeah, it is potentially. And then there were multiple phases. So I mean, you have the round trip, five miles each way on the snowmobile. Yeah. And I, I just can't, I can't even count up. It had to be well over a hundred times <laughs> wow. that I capsized the sled, and I had. So what, what ends up happening? You know, some of you might know, some of you might not know, but. If you don't have a packed trail and you're going at slower speeds or you're turning when you're in powdery snow, the sled's either going to sink in to the snow or it's going to tip over. And so what you need to do, and and you, it's not like you can throttle your way out of that. Like once you're in loosely packed snow, the sled is just going to dig itself into a hole further. Mm. So what you need to do, and this the sled is over 500 pounds, 
you have to lift up and shimmy the sled inch by inch onto more packed snow or you need to like pack the snow underneath the track in order to get the traction again so over 100 times easy i had to do that where whether the weather was you know negative fahrenheit whatever or the snow is just coming down and the visibility is nothing and so you get the sled you know you spend an hour getting the sled righted again and then you go 15 feet and you do it again oh and like i I can't tell you how many that's times a, that's that, a, that happened. That, that's when I invent new cuss words. Yeah, you just no. get so pissed. You're just so pissed. You're like, this is not fucking happening. No, yeah, no. It's screaming at the top of your lungs. Uh-huh. And, and there's absolutely nothing that you can do about no. it. You're like, I, I have to do this over again. Yes. This whole process I that I just did again. that took me an hour and totally busted my ass and I'm sweating like crazy. Yeah. I got to do it over again. I've got, like, there's no tapping out, like, screw this, I'm going to go watch TV. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. like. And, and yeah, you just had to, to do it again. And then, so you do that like five, ten times, and then you go get in your truck, and then your truck gets stuck. Oh. And then you have to, like, pull the shovel out. Dude. And, you know, dig yourself out of that. And That's when it, I start it, beating stuff with my hands. It just was like, at a certain point, you just you just accept it, you know? And you, you just, I don't know. Like, and, and, and I'm not, I certainly don't tout myself as, like, you know, I'm I'm fucking the strongest man in the world, and like, you know, look at me, look what I did. It's just more of just like, a, like I just got through it. I did what I had to do to get through it. Yeah. And um, you know, I'm smarter now. I'm definitely more educated about the whole process, and I I'm sure I would do it better again. And I'm sure that there'd be times where I'd just like look out the window and like look at the conditions and be like. Fuck that. I am not even trying today. Whereas, you know, ignorant Craig was like, oh, I'll just go try it. Yeah, I'll figure it out. You know, like, yeah. so I, it's not, um, I really don't credit myself so much as just like we were talking a little bit about before, where you just, you know, I think we all have those experiences where something carries us, you know, yeah. through. Uh, something that we don't think we can get through and uh-huh. it's not it's not me and how capable I am it's something else that that's tapped into yeah but you know I do think though that 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 that, that you are more capable I think everybody's more capable than they give themselves yeah. credit for though and that's what that's what I enjoy about being in these experiences that are outdoors <laughs> like this is you get into some pretty hairy spots and then you get through it and you're like wow I actually came out of that completely unscathed you know like that could have gone really south but Due to possibly good luck and also a little bit of my own knowledge, I was able to navigate through it. And then you're that much wiser the next time it comes around. Yeah, and it's not even like just you just said it's not. It's not like I came out from it unscathed. It's not like I came out from it like wiser. Like there's, like, yeah. It sounds it's like spiritual. Like I, mm-hmm. it, it is really. I agree. There's a, there's a strengthening of faith that has come from that experience and there's a reinforcement of the idea that I want to I want to I want to put myself into those situations. I want to push myself against that edge. I want to and it's not even like an adrenaline high. I mean, I I know what you know, like I I've been in situations that are are really really hairy and you think about surfers doing the big wave surfing or you think about the rock climbers that do that crazy stuff and the, you just have that 
we've talked about it before that um, forced, like you are forced to be in the present moment at that time. And it's not like you're not thinking about like, you know, that bitch when we were together and Mm -hmm. she did that or that guy, you know, got the better. But like, there's no thinking about that. You are like meditation Zen master at those moments of challenge. And it's amazing how you can like when you reflect back on it, how focused you were. You're Mm -hmm. like, dude, I was so like 100 percent mind to the you know to the task and then you got it done right that's what it's cool to see that that yeah so yeah there's just um yeah there's definitely that a reinforcement of i and and i will never get in that mindset will never result from i maybe never is the wrong word so you know if i'm if i'm if, if I have a, uh, you know, a standard corporate job and I'm living in suburbia and I've got the family and the kids and like I will, it'll be a very rare event to be pushed up against a physical limit like that. Yeah. So a physical, emotional, spiritual limit. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think like that's the trifecta, right? Yeah. The physical, spiritual, emotional. And I, I want to brush up against, I need to brush up against that limit. And so, you know, looking back at my old lives, I might, I might have like an intellectual or an emotional limit that I reach with working with someone or with my kids or whatever, Mm -hmm. but I don't think that I'll have that three way limit that I experience you know, out here and, and, um, it's definitely with what I experienced, um, you know, this past winter. Yeah. And I, I want that. I mean, that's, that's what definitely. I, that I feel compelled to, um, insert myself. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be a moron and, and get into dangerous situations. Yeah. But, um, but, but the thing is, is like the reality is in those situations when you were being pushed to the limit, especially on the snowmobile, if you just said, forget it, I'm just going to sit down in the snow, you would have froze to death. Right. Like, no... that, like, that's that, like that, to me, that's the difference between, like you were talking about how um, if you were in suburbia, you know, I think emotionally you get pushed to the limit in those areas. I mean, obviously a lot of people do, whether it's good or bad, you know, whether it's through bad things through work or just like overworked with kids because kids, right. you know, with, the, with the burden it, of that. Right. But, but the physical one is, I think, is, is what is what at least in my life that I've been through, because I've been pushed all those other boundaries too with the spiritual and the emotional. But then the, when you get pushed that physical boundary and you know, okay, if I, if I don't do this right now, the result will be death. And you get through that, that's, that's, a, that's a really powerful experience. Yeah. It's, it's different. It's on a different level than those other two, I think. Right. And I, some people, um, you know, everybody's called to do a different thing. And I have to believe that there are women and men in suburbia that with their kids, like whether their kids are bouncing off the wall and they haven't slept or they have work to do or whatever. Like I could imagine like if my kids having meltdowns every five minutes, like I am ready to pull out an AK 47 and take it all down at that moment. Like I could see that as a limit and I could also see parents, um, experiencing something that I'm not going to experience, Mm -hmm. you know, of, okay, I worked through that period in my child's life and 
that's not something that I'm going to get to experience and I don't want to take away from maybe they are experiencing a level of growth or challenge uh-huh. that I'm not. But I all I can say is, you know, having tasted this now, you know, a few times and certainly over this past winter, um, this is where I feel like I'm you know, this, this is the edge that I need to go up against. And, and maybe that'll change the future. Who knows? But, um, I definitely there. Yeah. I just don't, um, and, and my mind, the way it works, I've had challenges in jobs and what have you, where I'm like, I don't think I can get, I don't think I can figure this out, but it's not like a life or death situation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so for the consequences yeah. aren't as dire. Right. Well, switching gears, you know, we're talking about the physical, but I also wanted to hit on the emotional because <clears throat> I think had you known going into this ordeal that you would be pretty much alone out there and you're five and a half miles deep no one else is back there. All the other seasonal homes are boarded up for the winter. No one's there. And so you truly are on your own. If shit hit the fan and you didn't have any communications and something happened to you, it could be a week or two before somebody figures it out. You <laughs> yeah. know? And I, and I started thinking about that. On If I was put in that situation, the shining would happen really quick for me. <laughs> I'd fucking go nuts. I, I mean, you, you'd show up and be like, well, Brian lost it. I'd have to be committed. So uh, how... How did you keep it together, and and did you have any moments to where you're just like, dude, I'm fucking losing my shit? Like your grip on reality is starting to fade. I, you know, it's funny. Like I don't, you know, it's like we, you, you and I were talking, and 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 we've all read the um, or gotten through most of the book, that Stranger in the Woods. Yeah, you know, and, and you know the hermit in the Maine woods living in a tent for three decades or what have you i'm not i'm definitely not a hermit of that nature i'm not a recluse of that nature but i'm i it i'm really not that phased by being by myself and being so isolated for longer periods of time Mm -hmm. and it's so so even even with that even with that desire of saying okay i love i like that you know i like that uh alone time and kind of recharge time what about when it was like snowing like a motherfucker? You couldn't get out even if you wanted to. Did you ever have a feeling like, okay, I'm kind of trapped? Yeah, I did. And I I was... The fear came from... The actual... The real fear came from, I'm going to lose my job. Oh. Because I'm not going to be able to... Like, if I can't get out for another week, I'm going to be seen as unreliable. And But there wasn't any... I was like... Okay, so like, what I what would happen is I would run through different scenarios in my head. I'm like, okay, so what if the generator stops working? What if I don't have power? Yeah. I'm like, like I'm not gonna die. Like I have food in the refrigerator. You know, even if it comes down to like you know eating stale bread or whatever like that. Yeah. And, and and you had all that firewood. So you so even if even if the heaters went down, right, right. you still had a way to, to heat uh, the main room. And to be honest, well, I guess I didn't think it through all the way, but I, that WeBoost 
cell phone booster uh-huh. that saved my life because I was connected like I had reliable connectivity like, yeah it never went down like HughesNet the, the dish service like I couldn't rely on that really but I always had you know my two to three bars of LTE using the WeBoost so I, I you know maybe it would have changed maybe the whole thing would have changed had you know and I would have gone you know all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy you yeah. know maybe I would have had that had I not had the WeBoost. So, you know, shout out to WeBoost for, you know, saving a little bit of my yeah. mentality. And I did go through, go through periods of like staying up there for a week straight. Really? You know, and just, and actually that was, uh, that was before I got work and that was just on my own accord. Uh-huh. Just like. So you chose to do that. It wasn't, yeah. like, it wasn't like you were forced to do it. Yeah. No, I was just. Well, I mean, it's so, it's so peaceful up there. Um, we're, we're good. Yeah, it's it's oh. so it's so peaceful up there. And the views in every direction, and I imagine too with the weather blowing in, because in the wintertime those those uh, that weather can blow in pretty rapidly. But then after it blows back out, and all those clouds are in the sky, and you got like white covered landscape with like killer sunset, and you're up there by yourself, and there's literally no noise, none, none. And the only thing you might hear every once in a while is a plane passing overhead. I mean, what an experience! No, yeah, it, I mean, that's people, why, literally, that's, people it, read about that and dream about yeah. about being able to do that. Oh, I know, and that's why I started calling it the off grid monastery. Yeah. It was just because, like, I'm like, I, I, I am, I am nowhere. Like, no one is around. No one's going to come knocking on my door. No one, I, no one's going to drive by here. You are the like, master of your domain. I really, there. really was, yeah. And I, I mean, I'm totally grateful for the experience. Yeah. Um, and and it it ended up being. It was probably a good thing that, you know, Mark took off for the better part of the winter just because he probably would have driven me crazy, you know, and mm-hmm. just... All of his people, side projects and stuff. And just, yeah, and just people drive me crazy, you know? It's yeah. kind of like, you know, like, I'm, I'm ready to get the fuck away from you, you know? Like, <laughs> leaving that, you know? I know. About four days, I'm like, you're leaving at 11, right? Uh, yeah, It's an I hour, know, 56 yeah. minutes. I know. Counting it down. I know. Like, no, yeah. but, you're, but it's right. There. I mean, like, I, I love my alone time, too. I think that's why a lot of people are drawn to this lifestyle. It's like... I think as a young person, at least at least in my regard, in my situation, I was bright-eyed. I loved loved life. Everything was great. I wanted to go to the big city. Loved being around people. Then as you get older, you just kind of realize, like, eh. you know, you kind of dial it back a little bit. And you dialed it back big time this winter. And that's yeah. why I'm impressed, man, with what you were able to do because that Thank that you. that really was there. There were times where you would you would post to Facebook like, okay, I'm getting on the snowmobile. I'm going to go back to the ranch. It's negative 25 out right now Fahrenheit, and uh, visibility is. You know, a hundred feet. Yep. And I'm sitting here going, dude, what? Like, that could that's no, I, gonna and I, out real quick. I regularly, so I mean, there there were there were regular periods where I would text like three to four different people uh-huh. and say like, I'm going in. If you don't hear from me in a half hour, if you don't hear from me in 45 minutes, take action. Yeah, call us um, rescue. Yeah. yeah, and and so yeah, I mean that that and that's no joke at all. I mean, you know. Nighttime coming back from and who knows what the hell is going to be happening and it, and it was you know it's interesting you think um, so one of the things that I that I found was so if you have that flat light um, and you're it's easy to run off the trail oh. and so oftentimes I'd be psyched that it was I'd be going back to the monastery at dark because then you'd have the headlight to be able to maintain where I actually am because you actually have shadows, right, to let you know where the path is. But then what would happen is you'd have flat light during the day and then it would start to snow like mad at night. 
And so you get blinded by snow and the headlights getting covered by snow as you're trying to like navigate through. So, I mean, it was just a, it, it was a con the, the variables were constantly shifting. Huh. It was like, I could never, you never really had like, okay, I'm safe. Like I'm, I'm, I'm good. You know, mm -hmm. where, I mean, I, I would, I would know, I would know whether I was in danger or not, but you really never know when you're in, in danger. I mean, I, whatever, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Make sense of that as you will. Right. Well, and it's the accidents that could happen. Like we talked about getting tangled up in barbed wire fences that are buried underneath snow or um, falling off the snowmobile and hitting funny and breaking your femur or something like that. I, I mean, that, that, that's when it goes from being, okay, this could be dangerous to now it's life-threatening. Yeah. Immediately. Immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I this one situation where, I mean, it was, I, I was fine, but I, I could have honestly hurt myself. Uh -huh. So I, I took a pretty fast high G-force turn on the sled and I caught an edge and I rolled off like I you know so like you're going at like 40 miles per hour uh -huh. around a turn you know and I'm not strapped in I don't have a helmet and like so the snowmobile cut really hard oh, and man. I just you know so ended up yeah snow <laughs> like snowballing literally oh my god you know off the off the sled yeah and had i hit a rock or who knows could have what you know i mean that's that's stupid 15 year old shit that's darwin award stuff right yeah, there yeah um yeah but know. it's uh boy God, what an experience well <laughs> the cool thing is is you know you know how to do that from winters going forward so if you ever want to go have a nice secluded winter again there's no doubt about it and i'm i'm uh I'm a much better snowmobiler. You know, I, I don't know if you remember, like, earlier in the season, like, I posted, like, I don't know fucking shit yeah. about snowmobiling. Uh, That's what I learned Trial today. by fire or trial by, trial by ice. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I, I wouldn't, I mean, I'm by no means an expert, but I, I can hold my own on a snowmobile at this okay. point, you know. And, yeah. And, that, you know, I, I feel good about that. I, I You've ridden dirt bikes and, yeah. and whatnot, you know. like It's fun to once just you be, get be able good. to get going. Yeah. And, and, then, and then to be able to know how to work the train to your advantage. Yeah, yeah. yeah Throwing your weight around. Yeah. and like watch this you know do you, do you think you're gonna do it again this coming winter i don't know you know I, i'm i'm gonna you know it's you know what are you gonna do next winter you, yeah. you probably totally. <laughs> you Dude, honestly I I, honestly you know what i think i'm gonna do i think i'm gonna repeat what i did this winter oh, yeah. i think i'm gonna go back to kansas for the month of december hang with my family yeah i'm gonna spend a lot more time with my extended family too because i was sick this last winter yeah so those cousins of yours those uh, cousins of yours <laughs> i know dude they're good looking man i got good genes yeah. in my family um yeah. But then uh, probably hang in December there, and then January take off, and probably go down to Texas and maybe do like Big Bend and stuff like that, mm. and then start working my way to California, hit Anza Borrego again, the latter part of February, then come back out here in March and yeah, volunteer. You caught that flower bloom oh, thing, dude. Like, uh, you were that was, those are some pretty impressive pictures that well, you were. It's amazing too. You walk through those fields and it just smells like a flower shop, but it's mm. natural. You know, it's like everywhere, and there's bees all over the place. When you're like, dude, this is this is this is really cool. Yeah. But I think I'm gonna try. I'm gonna I think I'm gonna follow the warm weather again. Okay. Because I, I, th this winter, I felt I finally feel like a nomad again because I'm mm -hmm. just bouncing wherever mm -hmm. the wind blows. Yeah, you're not locked into BV. Yeah, yeah. it's so nice to not be locked into one area. So even though I'll be operating out of Lake City going forward, it'll just be an area where I, you know, right. have a tiny bit of roots, but that's it. Yeah, so I, I don't... I'm I'm open to doing this again um, for, for the winter, for parts of the winter. Um, but I don't... Um, I don't know, you know, I've got, having the CDL, you know, we were talking about it before, having the commercial driver's license, I really, I really do feel like a sense of freedom in that I can go anywhere and, yeah. you know, just get work. And um, 
So it's it's just kind of tickling my imagination that my options are really opening up to go anywhere and you know grab work when I need it, you know, and and grab income and and, I, and frankly, I think it's fun like learning how to drive these mountain passes and big uh-huh. vehicles and whatnot. So. Yeah. Um, well, there's always a need for that. I know. I mean, so, anywhere you can go, I hear, especially in the mountain towns and resort areas on the local radio stations, I always hear stuff for CDLs. Right. You know? And but, I, hey, you know, maybe, CDL, maybe there's, signing bonus, all that stuff. you know, maybe there's uh media people that are listening to this and, you know, if they, they want to bring me in on ice truckers or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool, man. I know. I know. And like some of the, some of the ladies that are driving those trucks are pretty. <laughs> Not bad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dude, how cool would it be if they did a reality TV series on on pickup truck camping and you were able to do that? So. I, you know, maybe maybe that's our next step. Yeah, and what we're doing, but um, we'll yeah, see. we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, I, yeah, we'll. I think I'm just gonna kind of take it season by season. I, yeah. I like there was a line in um, a stranger in the woods where he said the the moon cycles were like seconds on the clock and the seasons became the hours oh the wow clock. that's kind of cool so yeah. i'm kind of feeling that vibe right now that's awesome know, man. Where I'm like, yeah I, I like that and i you know we got to figure out ways of of getting some some streams of income and we are you yeah. know to 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 uh enable more flexibility and adaptability Dude, i'm telling you man if you get on YouTube, I, I know it's I know it's an effort, but it, it can pay off. Yeah, no, I, I know, and I, I people have been giving me good feedback on some of the videos that I've I've uh, mm-hmm. populated, but it, it's just Dude, I don't know. I think, I, I think a series about about just traveling with Rue, traveling with the blind dog. Yeah. People, people will gravitate to that, and you, you could do a whole series on it. You could you know, and you could name the series like whatever, like whatever you want to name it, like yeah. you know, the 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 Coleman Road Journal or whatever. Then like traveling with the dog part one. Yeah, blind dog, and people will gra- people will be all over that, and then just just put out you know a ten minute episode here and there. Right, people would just gravitate. Yeah, crazy. I know. It's just like you know, there's that it's learning. Time. There's the learning curve of getting over like the and I, you know, I'm such a perfectionist. I know, and, dude. I'm like, just put so it up. I, I mean, know, I put up shit, and no, it's like I I, I'm sure you'll see on some of my videos. There's like misspelled words and shit because I'm just like so excited to get it up. I know. And I'm probably sometimes sometimes baked and (laughs) therefore my editing skills are uh, off the you know but that that was you know that that hike yesterday that we did you know when when we went out to the um to the one site you know having rue in my backpack Mm -hmm. that that was a lot of fun you know and and i got good video of that i'm yeah the the pictures and the the different video having him and yeah, because that was definitely a devastating emotional blow over the winter to have him, you know, quickly go blind. And I'm like, well, what do I, how yeah. am I going to go hiking? How am I going to, how am I going to do stuff like that? And yeah, what does life look like now going forward right. with him full time on the road? It's one thing if you're in a house and then he gets to, in his mind, he could get to memorize right. the area and, and stuff like that and know if he's like in the living room or bedroom or whatever. But out here, the, the landscape changes all the time. I like, know. you know, when we were camping at Muley Point, he walked towards the edge of that cliff. I know. Like that could have turned south real quick. Yeah. So I think just, you know, being mindful of that. But I have noticed that he's not going as far off as right. he used to be. Right. And yeah. so that's that's good. He's sticking more close to you. And I'll notice like 
when he hears your voice, he tends to wherever he's at, he tends to like turn and come back yes. that way. Yep. So it's kind of like a homing beacon for yep. him. Yep. No, and that that's totally true. Because before he used to ignore me. He'd just like yeah. look up. He'd see oh, I remember me. that. He'd be like, "Yeah, fuck you. I'm doing yeah, my show." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, "Okay, I have line of sight to you. You might not have line of sight to me, but <laughs> we're we're good." I'm over, then, here, I'm over here eating a cow turd. And, I know. Uh, I know. But yeah, no, he's he's doing well, and that was really. Um, um, heartening you know just to have that experience yesterday of of hiking in with him and having him comfortable you know like <laughs> he was sleeping part of it man know, he was chilling he was, back in there he was a, a friend of mine so I, I posted a picture i saw that yeah did, he, you know he, he, a friend of mine commented master blaster you know <laughs> on mine? and i was like that is perfect you know he's Sparter town he's master i'm blaster yeah you know? dude, that's yeah. awesome well, cool. What do you say we log off here? I want to ask you two more questions though before we log off. Sure. What was your worst experience? The worst experience. So I had one weekend where I had committed to house sit for um, and, and pet sit for um, uh, someone that I got to know in Gunnison. And my intention was to bring Rue with me. I was going to like, okay, I'll just figure out how to get him in a bag and, and sled him out. It ended up being a crappy weather weekend. And so that was when I actually had Rue in the bag. And every, every like 10, 15 feet, I would capsize the sled with him on there. And I couldn't get him out. And, uh, you know, I spent several hours trying to get him out of the sled. I'm like, finally, in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to kill him. I am literally going to come. Kept on having to like physically get the the sled righted, get him back in there, get on the sled, capsize again, and like do it over and over again. I'm like, I'm going to kill him. And then I got him back to the house, the monastery, and then I'm like, I committed to help these other dogs. You know, I'm like, so I have to leave my dog here. And so I got back on the sled. Again, I'm capsizing because I can't see anything. Even with Rue out, I was still capsizing, not with me. And... And then I, I thought I was going to be able to go take care of the dogs and come back to Rue. But I was like, I am, this is one of those situations where I am a moron if I try to get back on the sled and get weather, back the weather because was the that weather bad. was that bad. Really? And so I had to leave Rue for like 36 hours by himself. At oh. the and I was just like out of my skull. I would, and that was when I wrote that I'm ready to tap out. You know, uh, I remember like, that. Remember well, that. and that, that wasn't too long after he lost his sight, right? right. So, like, he was still getting accustomed yeah. to it, and you you probably just felt horrible. Oh, my God. I, I mean, it was like abandoning your child. But but, mean, then, was... but then I'm sure you got there, and he's all happy to see you. Yeah. And no, he was like, he, oh, buddy, I'm yeah. sorry. And he had, you know, shit all over the house. And, oh, yeah, and But whatever, you know, yeah. you can clean that stuff up. Totally. So that was, that was definitely the peak, like, I can't do this anymore. Just, uh-huh. like... Trying to manage work, getting to work, trying to manage the house, sitting dogs, trying to manage my dog. And then just like the weather, just like taking a dump all over the place. I was like, I, I'm, I can't do this, but I need to keep on doing this. Um, so that, that was, that was definitely the emotional, physical, spiritual bottom. Wow. Right there. Wow. Yeah. That would have been rough. Okay. So switching gears, what was your best moment or was there a best moment or a best day or? So I think if I if I brought it down to a a day, um, a moment, um, you know, there there was a couple of days when I did, but so Mark did come back for a few weeks and whatnot, and we were we were farting around. 
we so the snow was so deep you could go anywhere like it didn't you you know like so imagine the area that we're in right now canyons and we've got sage all over them we've got the um those are the these are ponderosas or junipers i, f- I keep on forgetting these kind of yeah um, I'm not sure but it's just imagine like everything is so deep where it doesn't matter like whether there's rocks or trees in your way you're able to go anywhere mm. so we were flying around on the snowmobiles 67 miles per hour just like <laughs> cruising <laughs> all over those and it just having the best time and you know this was when i started to get a little bit cocky because like mark's like oh i don't know we can go down I'm like i could go down there like dude just Sit back. Strap on your ball sack. Yeah, Let's go. <laughs> take out your pen and paper. Take some notes because I'm going to show you how it's done there, son. <laughs> you know, so I'm just like showing him. And he's like, holy shit, you know what you're doing. I remember I'm you like, saying yeah. that one time. He's like, you're like, dude, Mark thinks I'm a lot better. Some of you than I. Yeah. So, so that, that, so, and then, you know, there, there were other moments where, so, you know, I started to burn through uh, snowmobile belts and I'm like, I'm not a mechanic. I don't know how to fucking do this shit. And just figuring out how to swap out, you know, the snowmobile belt. And then there was another moment where the front skis had worn out and I went and bought a used set of, of skis and swapped them out, you know. And again, I'm sure any normal mechanic could do that in like five, ten minutes. But, you know, for a freaking desk jockey like me, you know, to figure out how to do that, there was a lot of sense of accomplishment. Um, That's cool. And then overall, just again, what we were talking about earlier, um, looking at it in the mirror in hindsight you've got that cheesy you know that cheesy uh poster that you sometimes see like you know like god's not around me and i'm walking on the sand yeah all i see is one fist steps and then god's like that's because i was carrying you at that moment like i i now understand that so um anyway that's That's cool that's multiple answers to your question no it's good stuff man well i I, like i said i've been i was impressed with you what you did this winter and um, that was more than a lot more than I thought you know, the experience would be, oh, and, and a lot and a lot more uh, uh, dangerous. I mean, it was yeah. it was crazy. So I, I, my hats off to you for a really, really, really gnarly winter that you made it through in fabulous fashion. Thank you. Yeah, no, it feels feels good to have gotten through it, and I, I definitely feel better taken care of. Yeah, having, having done it. Cool, man. Yeah. Well, what do you say we, we log off here? I want to shoot that quick video real quick about Ruin, and then you guys got to get on the road. So. Sounds good to me. Yeah. All right, bud. Well, until next time. All right, man. Later. See ya. All right, folks, that's it. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you all have a great weekend ahead, and we'll catch up with you the first part of next week. Take care.